All right, I think we can all agree that every new investor struggles with the same issues. They're out there finding deals, they're broke, and there's a tremendous amount of anxiety trying to figure out how to fund these deals once they have them under contract. I was no different. And if you've read my book, The Ultimate Guide to Wholesaling Real Estate, then you'll know that I launched my career by flipping my first few houses using 0% interest credit cards. The rules are a little bit different today than when I did it, but believe me, it can still be done. And there's a company out there that will help you shortcut this entire process. I want you to go to dpipodcast.com forward slash funding, and you can learn about how much you can get in the first round of funding so you can fund your deals. Just complete the quick questionnaire, and they will shoot you back a number as to how much you can expect in a very short period of time so you can get started funding those deals. And over time, those numbers will increase. Now, how well do I know this company? I've been referring this company since 2015, so almost five years. I've had over 100 of my students join this company, and they've raised several million dollars to help these students get funding for their deals. I know this because I know these students personally, and I talk to them very often about the process. The most you can get in your first year is $240,000 worth of potential 0% cash advance money. But even if you only get $100,000, it's better than nothing, and it can make you a small fortune flipping houses. Just go to dpipodcast.com forward slash funding and check it out for yourself. Don't wait until you've lost fifteen dollars or $20,000 to check these guys out. It might be too late if you do that. you got to go ahead and stay, stay ahead of the curve on this one, guys. Go to dpipodcast.com forward slash funding and be prepared to fund the deals when you find them. Let's do it. Thanks for listening to the Discount Property Investor Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, share, and subscribe to help us reach a wider audience. To jumpstart your real estate investing career, please visit freewholesalecourse.com, the most complete free course on wholesaling real estate ever. We would also appreciate it if you left us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. Thank you in advance for your support. And remember, you make your money when you buy and you get paid when you sell. Now let's go build some wealth. All right, guys, welcome back to the Discount Property Investor Podcast. This is your host, David Dodge, with co-host, Mr. Mike Slane. Hey, guys, welcome back. It's been a little while since we've been publishing these, and we're going to get back on that strict schedule. That is the plan. That's the plan. That is the plan. We've got to keep, uh, keep doing this. We love doing it, and uh, we've been doing... Uh, some other work that's kind of distracted us. One thing, obviously, Dave and I are excited about. We published our book. We did. So we got, got the book out. published. Check it out. It's on Amazon, guys. We got a lot of the uh, ultimate guide to wholesaling real estate. Super excited about that. Uh, we also wanted to do something a little bit different for this one. So we just finished up our partner training academy call, and that is kind of um, our mentoring program. Or again, it's partner training. We essentially want to partner with people on deals. And that's kind of how we do a lot of our coaching is mm -hmm. we do 
we we help people through this. We've got our little private Facebook group. Uh, we've got where people ask us a bunch of questions and they interact with the other students. Uh, we analyze deals for people, uh, all sorts of stuff. So if you're interested in that? Check us out at uh, where can they find that one? Discount Property Investor University dot com. Mm -hmm. uh, and obviously, if you visit our website, you'll be able to click around and, and find a link to that. But the Partner Training Academy, it's an unbelievable value right now. Um, so check it out. We're, awesome value. Yeah, yeah, we're not going to tell you the price, but uh, yeah, go check it out if you're yep. at all interested in doing your first deal. We'd mm -hmm. love to help you guys so let's do touch that. just a little bit on it real quick. So the Partner Training Academy, again, Mike stated, we want to partner with people um, and do more deals. And a lot of people don't know what they're doing. They haven't done a deal. So we're going to train you and then give you the ability to partner with us. Now, the cool thing is, is if you think that you can do it or you want to do it on your own, great or the, our training is enough and that's all you need, great, you're not required or obligated to partner with us. However, if you want to, we're here to help. Right. And we will partner with you on these deals or we will help mentor you through these deals. It's really up to you. Yeah, we've even, I mean, we'll hop on the call and help negotiate a contract. And like at that point, we're kind of partnering with you on the deal. Absolutely. So if we help you get the price to X, you know, then we're kind of partnering on the deals and we will, you know, we'll split the profit on it, something right. like that. So this is a true win-win. So it's, it's a win for you all because this program is very, very cost effective. Other programs are three, four, five, six grand. And we just charge a monthly fee. And again, we're, you can check it out on the website, discountpropertyinvestoruniversity.com. But again, we're gonna train you and then we're gonna give you the ability to partner with us. We're gonna help you analyze those deals um, and really answer any questions that you may have um, throughout the week. And then last but not least, we have um, a coaching call, it's a group call that we do every Wednesday at noon. That's noon central time. They're all recorded and archived. So if you can't make those calls, you can listen to them. And then also we give you the access to a private community where you can reach out to not only us, but our team and other students and ask questions within that community, which is awesome because there's a lot of things. I'm still learning new stuff in this community all the time. People will come across a deal and it's a little strange and we'll jump in and help them. And uh, not only are we able to help them, but we, um, Dude, we learn some throw, new stuff ourselves I'm gonna throw too. something out. We didn't talk about this ahead of time. But if you listen to this podcast and you sign up for this in the next, what, four weeks? Uh, I would say probably next four weeks because these will be gone by then. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll ship out one of the books that we mentioned in the partner training call. And you'll see what, you'll know it's one of the books we mentioned in the partner training call if you listen on. That's right. So you got to listen on and find out how you will know if it's one of those books. Yeah, I love it. Because there are something very special about these. These special editions. Again, there's only about 150 of them. And again, once they're gone, they're gone. So again, if you if you sign up, send us an email and let us know, hey, I signed up for the course, send me one of those books, we'll ship it to you absolutely free. Nice. I and mean, I'll do it on my dime. Yep. Because again, I think it's pretty cool and Very you cool. guys might too. Right. So again. So what we have done today, guys, is we just wrapped up a call. We do our calls um, every Wednesday at noon and these are group calls. Um, we just wrapped up a call and a couple people had reached out to us in advance saying that they weren't gonna make it. So we didn't have a ton of people on the call, but that's okay, it was actually great because Mike and I did a deep dive on a couple things. Whoa. CRMs, follow-ups, uh, the importance of the CRMs and what really matters like in terms of taking notes and creating tasks. Also, we talked a ton about making offers, written offers on every single deal. Um, we talked a little bit as well about building a huge funnel and having a system to follow, maybe even getting into the point where you may need to outsource that follow-up. Follow-up is so, 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 so important. So what we've done today is we've actually taken one of the calls 
that Mike and I had recorded for our community, and we're going to give it out to the podcast verse for free, so you guys can get a taste of what are some of the things that we do talk about on these weekly calls. And also, um, today was kind of an anomaly because some of the people in the group weren't able to make it, but these calls are live, so you can call in as well and ask questions. We didn't have any of that today, but usually we do. Usually we have several people on the calls. That that's are, part of the reason why we decided to share it too. Because absolutely, because really there's no just, there's no private or personal information on right. this particular call. Just ours. Just us, which is <laughs> great. And I, there's nothing private about me. Look me up. Everything's out there. So um, this particular call is a good. It's a great example of what we have to share um, each and every week. And if you join the Partner Training Academy or you want some more information, reach out to us. We can, we'll give you that information. But this gives you the ability to hop on the call with us weekly and ask those difficult questions about marketing or, or difficult questions about determining your repair estimates or, you know, I'm really struggling with, you know, making offers that make sense. Um, and me and Mike and I are here to help you. We, we want to help you. So we've created um, a program. Again, it's called Partner Training Academy. And why do we call it that? Because we want to partner with you. We don't. We're not, you're not obligated to, but we want you to. We encourage that. But in the meet, but in the in There's, the in the beginning, though, we're going to actually train you. We have a ton of online courses that we usually charge five hundred to a thousand for. And we're just going to give those so away if you another, join. And I it's really forgot, awesome. forgot to mention this is there's another reason we call it the Partner Training Academy. It's a kind of a mindset that that Dave really has, and that I've truly embraced as well which is we don't really look at competitors. Even people here in our own market as at competitors, we look at them as partners. Strategic because partners. Because we're gonna probably do a deal with them eventually. We're gonna joint venture. Done deals so with most of the other wholesalers in St. Louis. Yeah. So I mean, part, combined have done deals training. with almost all of them. <laughs> yeah. So it's a partner training academy, guys. Without much further ado, let's go ahead and jump into that call. Check it out, guys. You're gonna like it. If you want more information about joining, check out Discount Property Investor University. It's a long one. Discount Property Investor University Let's dive in. All right, thanks, guys. Hey, Mike. Hey, Dave. Good morning. Good morning, man. How you doing today? Good. Wednesday, February twenty seventh edition, Partner Training Academy. Welcome back, guys. Hopefully, you are doing deals, and if you need any help, you're contributing in the Facebook group or reaching out to us. We're happy to help you guys, as mm -hmm. always. As always, had a few people reach out recently that we were able to help. So, if you guys are looking for some help. Please do the same. Yeah. And we're, we well, are here to help you guys. The other thing is, if you've got somebody else you know that's looking to get started in wholesaling, it's fun to work with someone else, refer to us. We'd love to have them in as well. Um, I mean, again, it's not, much, it's not much of a commitment, 99 bucks a month uh, for the academy. Bring somebody else in, and, and I guarantee you're probably going to double or maybe even triple your business growth. I mean, right. yeah, that's part of, reason, together. part of the reason why we're together. You know, we're able to do more as a team, uh, as you build your team. So. Again, there's always challenges that come with that, but again, we'd love to have somebody else in here to help motivate you that's local, that's a good friend, that's again, can kind of go through this journey with you. That's a good point. So, really yeah, good point, Mike. I like to, that. Yeah, we definitely love to love to talk with them, talk with you guys, and, and help you guys both grow uh, your real estate investing business. That's right. Cool. That's right. Dave, so what are we going to do today, man? What are we talking about? I know we've got a lot going on in our business. Yeah, so, so we published our book a couple weeks ago, Ooh. and uh, we've been yeah. finding little errors here and there, so we're still editing and modifying those errors. However... Mike and I live by a motto, and that is fail fast, fail forward, and also, with that being said, progress over perfection. So, with that being said, when it comes to the wholesaling business and marketing and talking to sellers, don't strive to be perfect. 
strive to just progress and be better every single day. And here's a perfect example for you guys. Here's our book. It's available on Amazon, okay? We spent probably close to two and a half, three years writing this book, okay? Now, we ordered 150 copies. I'm going to zoom our camera over so you can kind of see. Yeah. Oh, of yeah, this book. Sure. All right. We ordered a bunch of these. All right. There you go, Mike. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Okay. So we ordered a bunch of these, right? And we thought it was perfect. And after giving some copies away to some some friends and some influence, we made some pretty major mistakes, guys. Some major ones. So here's a perfect example. Page one. Page one. Okay. The ultimate guide to wholesaling real estate. I'm missing an E in there. Another huge, huge, huge mistake. Every other page. Every other page at the top. The ultimate guide to wholesaling real estate. Our spell check didn't pick this up because state's a word. And we wanted it to be real estate. And neither did our editor because we've got a cheap editor. That's right. But you know what? <laughs> we've fixed the problem. So if you were to go online and buy it now, it's there. But we've ordered 150 copies for our office to give to friends and family and co-workers and all that type of stuff and we've probably sold at least one or two hundred copies online with these errors we don't really care it's funny we're sitting around laughing about it because if we waited until this book was perfect when would it be done well it took us never two, it took us two years to get out right the imperfect one that's right we should have had this out in six months sure. because we were doing you know too much other stuff uh wasn't necessarily our biggest focus so yeah, if we if we ordered uh, a couple copies and then proofread it 100% ourselves, it'd be another year before. It we would because it. we would find little errors here and there, and there's probably a hundred other errors in this book, guys. But it doesn't matter. the 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 thing that I want to point out here is we're laughing about it. It's a joke. Like we've made a mistake. We know we made a mistake. We fixed it. But again, if we didn't wait to publish this until it was perfect, it would never be done. So again, I want to reemphasize progress over perfection, okay? Don't worry about getting it exactly perfect and exactly right, okay? What's important is just that you are progressing, okay? And if that means you're progressing and starting to do some marketing because you're not doing it, well, start. Who cares if you don't do it right, okay? Just do it. Same thing with talking to sellers and repair estimates and determining your your MAO, all right? You're never going to get this 100% right um, ever. Even me and Mike in this business, we've been doing this for years and years and years. We still make mistakes all the time. And we probably pass on great deals. We probably, I mean, overpay for deals sometimes. Yeah, we probably right. oversell some of our deals. I mean, we do it all the time. It's no big deal. But again, um, if we overanalyze everything, we'd be in analysis paralysis. Nothing would get done. So don't don't sweat the small stuff is really the point that I want to you know iterate today and make it a huge point. Don't sweat the small stuff. There's always going to be something wrong with this book, but I'm not going to wait to order the next 150 copies until I've had 50 people read it. I'm going to just <laughs> go. And when they tell me they found errors, find errors or found errors, let me know. Great, I'll fix them. And guess what? If you ordered the book before we fixed it. You got a special edition. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So, progress over perfection. I'm going to say it one more time. Progress over perfection, folks. You've got to start somewhere. Don't worry about making it perfect. Just do something. 100%, Mike? man, I agree. Anything you want to add to that? Keep, keep on. Do keep on. something. 
Yeah. Wow. Do anything. Anything. Is, uh, right. Yeah, because sometimes even I'll get in that pattern of, oh, crap, we're not doing this right. And you just kind of get down on yourself, and it's like, well, why? Like, I don't care if so what? a couple pages of my book are misspelled. Do you think that's going to affect me doing deals? Hell no. It's funny, though. I'm laughing about it. Like, how could we miss that? That's pretty major. <laughs> but it happens. It is. It's it a happens. Big one. It's a so, big one. Whatever. Moving on, guys. Today, we really want to start, or we want to focus this call on, uh, what did you say, Mike? Page 174 in our book, which was, was CRM. 178, the importance of follow-up and CRM. Yeah, so there's like the little breakdown. Oh, like got it. The yep. matrix, the CRM. Uh, just because, again, this is something that we emphasize probably second most over uh, just the importance of marketing, first, first and foremost, is that you have to start marketing. Uh, but then the next thing that we really emphasize is the importance of follow-up. So Dave and I, the way that we look at leads, uh, when somebody calls in and says, hey, I'm interested in selling my house. Um, so they're calling an investor. They know they're calling an investor. Our thought process is this person wants to sell a house. They may or may not be motivated today to sell the house, but they are interested in a cash offer, so they know there's something wrong with that house. So they may not be ready to sell today, but we're going to keep on following up until they are ready to sell, until they tell us to kick rocks, or so until they sell, they sell the house to somebody else. Really, until they sell it to someone else. If really? they sell it to kick rocks, we'll probably follow up in a year. We're going to wait a year. Yeah. We're not going to bug them, but things change. You know, so here's a perfect example of why we do that. You know, we're not trying to spam people. But some people just may not have the mindset of selling today. But a year later, they do. And a lot of times, they thank us. It's, you know, I'll even bring it up. Hey, you know, when I make my call, I'll say, hey, John, I haven't talked to you in a year. When I talked to you last, you told me you were not interested. And that could be the same today. Thanks for taking my call. But I just wanted to reach out to you. I'm still in the business of buying houses. I noticed that you still own this particular property. Are you looking to sell it now? And the answer could easily be no. But oftentimes the answer is, yeah, I've given it more thought, Dave. And thank you for actually following up with me. Because this is something that I need to handle. It may be a vacant house, maybe a problem property. Um, they may be distressed. The property may be distressed. There's so many possibilities for why they may want to sell. And even though they may have told me in the past, don't call them again, I open with the fact that you told me not to call you again. So I'm sorry about this call. However, I'm still in the business. And I know you still have a house. And I want to help. And I want to buy it. And, you know, 50% of the time, people are actually thankful that we didn't just delete their name and number from our system. They're like, man, you know, I haven't talked to you in a year. You're right. Maybe I should consider this or reconsider this. And a lot of good things can come from it, guys. So the only reason that you don't want to be following up with people is if the house sold or they are truly upset. In that case, take them off. No big deal. But it's very rare that somebody will get on the phone and scream and holler and shout at us about it. They'll typically just ask nicely, I'm not interested in selling it, don't bother me. And how we interpret that is great. We won't bother you tomorrow or next week or even next month, but we're going to call you in six or eight or 10 or 12 months. It's yeah. funny how the brain works. It is. So Dave's uh, talking about, you know, how people thank him and all this stuff. And I was literally, that just reminded me of someone I followed up with last week. Uh, it looks like 221. I sent a text message out. Mickey, over at Chaucer. Over at Mickey. So I sent her a text message. This was after I hadn't seen the house. I hadn't talked to them for about a year and a half. And I A year and a half, I folks. Just, I want to emphasize that. Sorry, Mike. i got to make a point. One and a half years later. Yeah. So this is That's huge. So I just sent her a quick text, and then she said, yeah, let me see if they're interested in selling right now. 
So I, it just reminded me of Vicky and how I need to reach back out to her to see what the family said about selling the house because this is a great house. If we can get it for close to the price that we were talking, we were about, offered originally eighteen yeah. months ago. It's a good deal. Oh, good deal. Nothing's changed. Yeah. So again, I'm just reaching back out. I would love correction. Buy. Something has changed. The seller's motivation. Well, they and paid, that's what's important. They've paid another year property taxes, taxes insurance, they've paid maintenance, exactly, and possibly a mortgage. I don't know the situation. Tons of stuff. I don't have that in front of me, but yeah. And it's just sitting vacant. So, again, this property is going to need uh, who knows what. And they know this. Again, so the, the sellers know this. When they've got a vacant property, mom's already moved out into a nursing home or assisted living facility, that, that property is now a liability to them. And they're starting to realize that. And that's exactly why I think she is, again, is open to, to talking with us again. So, yeah, super fun. Super good stuff. Yeah, you've got to follow up. Here's a good quote, guys. Not following up with your prospects is the same as filling up a bathtub without a stopper in the drain, okay? It's going to keep running, and nothing is ever going to accumulate or build up. So, again, the importance of following up with your prospects. And the easiest way to do this is to put a CRM in place, okay? If you've read our book, listened to any of our podcasts, taken our free wholesale course, or have listened to any of these calls previously, you will know that Mike and I are huge advocates and sticklers about follow-up. Every single lead that we get gets entered into a CRM. What's a CRM? It's a customer relationship management software. There's tons of free options out there. There's even more paid options. We use one called Podio. We like it because it's simple and we can build on it. But you can use anything you want, guys. I don't recommend using a pen and paper. And the reason is is because it can get lost, it can get wet, it can get damaged. Use something online in the cloud um, that's CRM-based, Customer Relationship Management. And the reason you need a CRM, so I was going to say, well, start with you know something simple, like just use a calendar and put, put a note in the calendar that says, hey, follow up with Vicky in a week. Well, the, pro the reason I don't say that is because then you need to have Vicky's name and number somewhere. And you need to have all the notes, notes about Vicky and notes about the property. Yeah, and if you... So, again, it's, just getting, right. it's a little bit too much to just do in the calendar app. I totally yeah. agree. And another thing about the calendar app is you get far behind, It's uh, it, you may not see it. It's, it's going to get moved around. Whereas exactly. a CRM, it's just going to show that task is overdue. But it's not going to go away. You're not going to not see it. And that's another great thing about follow-up, guys. You don't have to necessarily be... Exact. If I say I'm going to call you back in three weeks and I don't get around to it for four or five, so what? I'm the one calling back. None of my competitors are doing that. So just the fact that you have the um, the notes, as Mike stated, and something to remind you to follow up with those individuals is super, super, super important. So let's talk a little bit about Podio, why we use it. And again, guys, you can use any solution that you want. There's Salesforce, there's Zoho, there's Podio. I mean, there's a hundred of them, thousands of them, actually. Shout out to our boy Damon here. REI Damon, Black. REI Blackbooks, REI another, Blackbooks another great solution, okay? But again, all of these systems, they all have two things in common, okay? They may have a bunch of bells and whistles. They may be some that are simple, maybe some that are, that are complex and have a huge learning curve. But at the end of the day, there's only two things that really matter. One, as Mike mentioned earlier, the ability to take notes on that lead or that prospect or that person or that property. And that's typically all that's in one place. It's in our leads app in Podio. So we take notes. We 
We jot down the last time we called them, how that call went, what we spoke about, what may have changed from this phone call from the last phone call, which could have been days ago, could have been years ago. We just want to make notes. That way, when we're looking back for the next time we follow up, we can immediately remind ourselves how that call went. What's the newest update? Has the brother-in-law or the grandparents or the children moved out? Are they somebody moving in? At least it'll give us something to stand on when we're making that call. We're not just essentially cold calling again. Sorry, I'm spitting everywhere here. Um, but again, notes are super important. It keeps you in the loop. And, you know, it's one thing if you're working 10 or 15, maybe 20 deals to memorize all this stuff, right? But when you're working hundreds of deals, and in our case, thousands of deals, it is humanly impossible to remember all these details and all these notes and when you need to follow up. So number one, most importantly, the ability to take notes on these uh, leads, okay? And number two, and there's a lot of other things, but this is the two things that really matter. At the end of the day, you could take all these other things out of the CRM, and as long as I had these two, I'd be happy. The other one is just tasks. And I can talk a little bit about tasks. Why are they important? What do we need them for? Why you need them if you're not using them? Yeah, tasks are great. So depending on how intense you are, I mean, you could even literally have tasks for everything that you need to accomplish that day. I mean, depending on how much stuff you program into your CRM. But just for what we're talking about now, which is the following up with sellers, that in and of itself is the whole reason you need the CRM, in my opinion. Uh, I mentioned, yeah, throwing something in a calendar app. Well, what happens when Wednesday passes and you don't call that person? Well, that task just keeps to keep moving on. That yeah, the thing about a calendar is it's always going to show you the newest or the real time, day right. and time. So the CRM, we use Podio. Podio is great because there's a little uh, checkbox, which is your task icon at the very top. You click on that, and it's going to show you all your tasks. It doesn't matter if they're expired. It doesn't. It's going to put the oldest one, like the one that's supposed to be done, first. So if you haven't done it, it says, hey, dum-dum, you need to do this task. It's always on the top. So you can scroll past it. You can look at current stuff. But again, you've still got that one out there that you need to do from six months ago yeah. or whenever. Right. And if it's, not a, ago, if it's not a super important one that you feel like you need to get to right away, leave it up there. Just skim over it. Come back to it later or click on it. And put a new date in the future. Again, it doesn't right. necessarily matter if you are following these tasks to the T, meaning I need to call them back next Tuesday at 3 p.m. That's irrelevant. The fact that I made a task to call them back in the future is what's important. See, that's, and that's, a that's great, so important. Well, that is, and that's a great time to use the calendar app. If someone said, hey, call me next Tuesday at 3, put it in your calendar. There you go. That's a great way to use the calendar app with the CRM. So then you put that in your CRM, so you'll see the task in the morning as a reminder. Right. You'll see it on your calendar as well. So again, use them in conjunction, but use them appropriately. Right. And this is right a setting. huge difference between somebody that's doing a lot of deals and knows um, how to do a lot of deals and wants to do more deals and is consistent versus the newbie, the beginner that doesn't know. All right. And, and this is the biggest difference. Even if we had that example where the guy said, call me next Tuesday at at 3 p.m. When I get off work, you know. Right. Day. And I don't call them next Tuesday. I forget, right? But then Thursday or Friday of that week, I see that I had that task and I call him, okay? If you just wrote that on a sticky note and lost the sticky note, when do you think you would get around to calling that guy back? If ever is the really main point there. If ever. Maybe you think about it in the future. You come across some notes. You call him back. But having a CRM, having notes, having systems, specifically the ability to create tasks for you to do something in the future 
is going to set you apart from your competition. Okay? There is um, some stats that I want to pull up. Mike, do me a favor. Yeah. Go into Google. You already got a browser oh, yeah. open. And let's review these stats. Type in um, sales stats. That's all you need to type into Google. Sales stats. And then click on images. It's that one right there. That's what I want. You love that one. It's the best. Okay. Let's review this, guys, because this is super, super, super important. Okay. When it comes to sales, okay, the first part's a little confusing, so I'm going to skip over that. I like the bottom part. Mm -hmm. Okay. 2% of sales are made on the first contact. So let's put that in. Let's break that down and put that into uh, relation um, of our business. Okay. So if we're going to send out a thousand pieces of mail, okay, and we get a two percent response rate, how many people responded, Mike? Math is hard. 20. Math is twenty. Yeah. Two percent is actually probably a pretty decent response rate. Actually, it's pretty high for for mail. So we send a thousand mailers out. We're going to hope to get twenty people call us. Okay. Then from there. We're going to probably get a third of those that are actually decent enough for us to spend time analyzing or setting an appointment. Let's say we get seven. The other two-thirds, they're shopping, they're tire kicking, they're not motivated. We're still putting those in our CRM, but we're putting our follow-up date way far, three, six, eight, ten months, okay? So 14 of those, 13 of those, 13 of those 13. aren't going to be deals or not even close today. Not today. Not today, no. but we're still going to follow up with them and put them in. The other seven, we're going to look at a little bit more closely, okay? We may set some appointments for those. We may just um, do a, a desk review and call them back and make an offer. So of those seven, we may set two or three appointments. We may get one deal. We may not, but we may get one deal, okay? Well, that leaves 19 other people that responded to us, okay? 19. We may have called them back or set an appointment and didn't get a deal, but they're in our system. We've built rapport. And essentially, we've spent money to generate 19 leads, okay, that we couldn't turn into a deal today. So here's where we get back to our sales statistics, okay? 2% of sales are made on the first contact, okay? So we've broken that down from what we do in our business in terms of marketing. And that could also be banded signs or online ads, whatever. We use letters. Uh, direct mail is just an example here, folks. You guys can follow. So 2% of those of those are going to be sold on the first time. That's 2% of 20, though, really. So the odds of us getting one on that is pretty low, yeah, very right? Low. So here's where it gets juicy and fun. 3% mm. of sales are made on the second contact. So you follow up with them again. You know, you may get somebody that's got a little bit better interest, but not much is changing, okay? 5% of sales are made on the third contact. Still not a great number. It's not juicy yet, baby. It's not really great, not but the number is getting, getting bigger, there. right? So next two are where it gets important. 10%, so it doubles. It goes from 5 to 10% between your third and your fourth contact. So if you're not following up with people, how can you ever expect your sales to be better than 2%? It won't be, okay? So 10% of sales are made on the fourth contact. So review, 3%, 5%, or sorry, 2%. 3%, 5%, now 10%. And that's first, second, third, and fourth contact. Okay? Now we're going to jump from fourth to, uh, to between the fifth and twelfth. So we're no longer doing ones. We're basically saying if you are following up between five and twelve times, 
the percentage of the time that you are going to be able to close a sale will jump from 10% to a whopping 80%. Yeah. So what does that tell you about all sales in general? The odds of you closing somebody on the first contact is very low. 2%, guys. 2%. If you follow up with these folks, 5, 6, 7, I'm going to count to 12, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 times. Okay? If you can do that, the chances of you getting a deal from these 19 other people or the 20 that we had originally came in is 80%. So much higher. It's so much higher. But you can't stop. You can't give up after the second or the third or the fourth call. You can't stop when they tell you to quit calling them. Yeah, you have you gotta keep calling. You have to be able to accept rejection in this job, in sales jobs in general. And if you don't like doing it, hire somebody to do it for you. You can get a virtual assistant, um, which doesn't necessarily mean that they're in a different country. They just don't work at your house or your office. Or you can hire a real assistant, hire a friend. And all you do is give them access to your CRM. Again, we use Podio. You can use anything you want. You create them a login or you can give them your own login. And they go in, they start making calls, and they start making notes. And then, of course, they create tasks on the way out. Okay? So they make a call. They say they reached somebody. They say they left them a voicemail, whatever. They make a little note. And then, depending on how that call goes or if they missed the call, the, the receiver, or left them a voicemail, they leave a note. And then they just create another task to keep following up. So we don't ever mark a, a, a property in our system as dead unless it's sold. If they say quit calling, we just say future follow-up and put them on a long-term one, which means 6, 8, 10, 12 months. Full disclosure, we do comply with all federal do-not-call registries. So if they ask us to be put on a do-not-call list, we will comply with we that. We will comply with that, right. But you also got to understand that whenever, in this scenario, people are calling us first. We're mailing them a letter. 100%. They're reaching out to us first. So we're not necessarily spamming anybody. <laughs> We are just answering a call or calling back a call we may have missed from them responding to one of our marketing people. And we're also we're following up with people. So this is somebody that maybe we even went out and looked at the house. So, again, we're just saying, hey, met you at the house. Has anything changed? I'd still like to buy it. So that's literally the Vicky that I was talking about before. I met her at the house a year and a half ago. Like, I walked through the house with her and her mom, and we couldn't agree on the price then. So now I'm just saying, hey. So That's tell me, what, let's jump into the side of this. Did you just follow up a third day? With, did she respond back she, yet? Or did you just say, hey, Vicky, haven't spoke to you in a yeah. year and a half? No, okay. I did that last week. I did that last week. Okay, so yeah. she says no movement yet. You mind if I read this? Yeah, go for it. Okay, so Mike, res- go, go up and let me see the this, last this date. It. Oh, you haven't done it. Okay. So in our CRM, 18 months ago, Mike had called her. Yeah, you want to see the CRM? Mm, sure. Yeah, pull, it pull it up. Let's just run it. through this example. This is a perfect example, Mike. Perfect example. All right, all right. Uh, let's find old Vicky. She's going to be in my follow-up somewhere. There it was. Lily Crocker. There it is. Okay. So this lead was created over two years, three years ago. Three years Whoa! is getting even better by the minute here. Yeah. Three years ago. Click on the timestamp. This was this was created June 23rd, 2016 at 4.33 p.m. Again, this is this is information that is important to us, all right? We want this timestamp so we can look back and say, can we call, what is her name, Betty? Well, no, Lily was the Lily? owner. So we can say Vicky, Lily or uh, Vicky, hey, we spoke to you originally three years ago. And then we can look through our notes before we call her and say, you know, we spoke a couple times. 
our first call was three years ago, and then I, I last time I spoke to you was eight months ago, or whatever the case was. Right. So that's awesome, but we didn't give up. We've called, we left voicemails. Um, we've yeah, so then called and spoke to them. We've called, they've called, and we've missed it. I mean, all these notes are in our system. Yeah, so it's funny, though, because, so I spoke to her three years ago. I sent an offer three years ago. So let's to run through the entire comment real quick. For that many. Yeah, sure. Go up to the very top. Three years ago. So we have an affiliate uh, who set an appointment for a walkthrough with Vicky. Three years so ago. So Vicky is the daughter of the house. This is three Correct. years ago, right? Okay. The mother is hurting financially. So then he left a note. Yep. So this is what this he put. Is the note. The mother is right. hurting financially, may need, very emotional, uh, financially may need the money to sell, yada, yada. Then he, he uploaded some Dropbox pictures. So he went out on the appointment, and that's the hidden notes in the appointment. She was emotional. However, he took photos, which we highly recommend you always do. Use Dropbox, use Google Drive. Google Photos free, and it's unlimited. So that is a great resource for you. You can store all these in the cloud. And then if somebody wants to see the pictures, you send them a link. You don't send them a text message or an email with 65 pictures in it. That's super annoying. Don't do that. <laughs> I'm, being, I'm being serious. I've got a text message. I, I just delete people's names out of my phone. Yeah, that. No, I can't handle it. can't handle it. Right. So then, right. All right. So then uh, the affiliate was talking to me and said, what should we offer? So then I, I called and I was making the offer. And then this is three years ago still, guys. Yep, three years ago. So I sent the offer for 50000 So Mike said, I spoke with Vicky. I sent her an offer in writing. We do we do verbals, but we also follow up every, every single time we make an offer. We follow up with a written contract via email. Why do we do that? I'll tell you. It's super, super simple. We've automated this process, so A, it takes less than a couple minutes to generate and send. B, if they come back later and we're the only person that had sent them an offer, no matter if they like that offer or not, we're the only person that sent them an offer, let's say that six months, a year, in this case, three years later, they circle back, who's the first person they're going to think about that's A, serious about buying their house and had B, already committed to buying it? Just not at a price that didn't work in the past. Us. That's why we send these offers. People will come back later and say, hey, is that offer you sent me a year ago or two months ago or whatever still valid? And then we'll run our numbers and we'll either say, yes, it is, or I'll send you an amendment or a new one that basically has the same terms. Well, so here's what I suspect. Always send written offers. So here's kind of what I suspected with this league, and I'm, I'm looking through the notes here. So then I, I sent the offer, then I followed up on the offer a month later, hadn't heard from her, then we handed it off to our, our virtual assistant, he started following up. He finally got a hold of her about a year after the initial. Uh, one year later. September. So we yeah. went out on the appointment, took photos, built rapport, sent an offer. They were like, kick rocks, guys, this offer sucks. Yeah. It happens all the time. So what? We kept following up. We kept following up. We kept following up. A year later, Mike, what happened? So then Dennis uh, calls and says they're going to pass on the 50K offer. A year later. Vicky spoke with her brother, and they want something closer to 100000 So then I said, okay, that's great. Let's just mark it for long-term follow-up. If, long they, want, if they want to list it and try to uh, to get that number. So hold on. Before we scroll down, go up. Yeah, because there's not a ton of follow-up there, Dave. You were you were ahead of yourself. So this Well, was, there was four. A couple. Four. Yeah. Four follow-ups, let's, let's call it. Okay. So then we got them on the phone at that point. They didn't like it. They wanted double. And we said, okay, no problem. We can't do that. But, you know, we're going to keep following up. So go on. And this is two years ago. So then we handed it off to our assistant, Dennis, and he's a machine when it comes to follow-up. Dennis is a virtual assistant. Why do we hire Dennis? A, we're too busy to do all the follow-up at this point. We still do a lot of it. But um, when we're working two, 3,000 leads at a time, it's a full-time job to follow up. 
So if you're new to this and you're only you know working 50 to 100 leads, you can do this yourself, no problem. But as you scale, you want to outsource the jobs that are easy to do, right? Because you don't have the time of the day. You want to be running appointments. You want to be working on the business and the less in it. Therefore, you can scale and grow and make more money. So you want to you want to outsource these jobs so, in the future. Right. So last, uh, oh, man, I lost a train of thought. Yeah. Well, last January, it. January 30th, 2017, Dennis started following up. So he followed up once, left a voicemail. Then again, on February 7th, he called and left a voicemail. Then again, on February 13th. We don't need to go through. Then again on February. Then again in February. Then again in March. Then again in September. So that was a big, October, big jump. Then again in November. Then again in January. January. Then again in February. Then again in April. Then again in May. In May. And it looks like he got a hold of him and set an appointment. Uh, and it looks like Davey went out there. Uh, so, I, so basically, Dennis had set an appointment, and I, I had commented, good work, Dennis. I will be there. But then I started reviewing the notes. I looked up. Thank God for the notes. <laughs> Thank God for the notes, guys. This is what I'm going to beat. I'm going to beat this into the ground today, okay? Like it or not, because this is so important. I looked at my notes, and I said, oh, it looks like Mike sent a contract for 50 k What happened after that? And then Mike chimed in. This is a month ago. Mike chimed in and said, I have no clue, Dave. It's been over two years. I'll take back over this lead. And then I said, no problem, Mike. I'm happy to help. I wasn't trying to you know, be rude. I just wanted to see if you knew anything. I didn't. Right. Um, was just making sure someone was on top of this lead. Um, let me know. And then Mike said, no worries. Great. I got it. He then called Vicky and instead of going on the appointment, just said, hey, you know, we had offered 50. We've already been there. We already have pictures. There's really no need for us to come back out. Um, we have all the information that we need, and you know we are still interested in this property. And it looks like Mike went from fifty grand to sixty grand on the offer. Is that correct? Absolutely. Cool. So that was six days ago. So we just went through three years of follow up, notes, tasks. We don't have this deal yet either. We don't we even have the deal. Or we've been working on this deal for three years, but we have two thousand others like this, guys. So if you have a lot in your funnel in your pipeline. You know, deals will start you know, closing. They'll start getting solved, and the problems will get fixed, and you'll start getting these closed, which really relates to you getting paid and making money, all right? So last but not least, Mike had sent her, hey, you know, we can maybe come up to 60 grand, um, and then she said she's going to talk to her family about it, and Mike just sent her follow-up text 18 minutes ago. So that's the current situation that we are at with this lead, but we're not coming up to 100. And maybe that 50k offer was a little lower than uh, we would well, be willing to pay. Not but two, three years ago, two three years ago, maybe not. It was probably. But also low. understand that when we make an offer, we are not going in at our MAO. Yep. Okay, what is MAO? It's max allowable offer. So our MAO on this deal maybe was 60 or 65 grand. But if we offer 65 grand and that's the most we're willing to pay, and they want us to come up a little bit, we can't do it. But if we go in lower than our MAO and they want us to come up a lot, we might be able to do that. We're essentially trying to meet them in the middle. And by doing that, we use a technique called anchoring. What does anchoring mean? It means I'm going to go in extremely low or extremely high, okay, knowing that in the end I'm trying to meet in the middle. But if I go in at 80 and they're at 100, what's the middle? That's 90. 
If my MAO is 65 and they're at 100, I really should have came in at 40 because then my middle is closer to that 65. You've got to anchor low to meet in the middle. And it doesn't always work in your favor, but oftentimes it does. Okay, so you can kind of play with that on your own and just see what's working for you. But we, the, the point is, is that I'm harping on is don't ever offer your MAO, go below that, because that's where you essentially want to end your negotiations. Mike says this a lot, and I love it. The negotiation starts when you send them a contract, not before. When you're out looking at the property, looking at repairs, looking at comps, you're not negotiating. You are determining what you are willing to pay. The negotiation really starts, the beginning of it, is when they receive your offer. And I love it when you say that. Yeah, that's the beginning. It's so true. It's the beginning of the conversation. It's the, the beginning. Is the way that I not talk about the it. the end. It's the beginning. Yeah, sending a contract is the beginning of the conversation. That is when you're really serious about buying the house. That's when they see that you're serious about it. There's no, again, when, when you just walk up and say, hey, I'd like to buy this house, and you're there, it doesn't mean anything. In real estate, things have to be written. You have to have a written contract for it to mean anything. So, again, you're just starting a negotiation process. If you think about a typical residential real estate transaction, you've got agents involved, and there's always counteroffers. There's always a, an offer, a counteroffer, then there's an inspection period, then you've got inspection prerequisites, which is basically just negotiating the prices again. <laughs> and saying, you need to fix this or need to come off a month. I just had to come off exactly. a seller concession because I got a rehab that my wife's doing and the sellers were going to walk over 500 bucks. Yeah, so it's always and negotiating it, it, back. And the original contract was accepted maybe three weeks ago and we're still negotiating on pricing. We don't close until the 22nd of March. And I wouldn't be surprised if there's at least one, if not two more negotiations between now and then. Yeah, and it always happens. It just means the sellers or the buyers trying to get a little bit better deal. Right. I mean, or and we do the same thing on when we're on the buyer side. Yeah. It's annoying when we're on the seller side, but again, we we do the exact opposite. We anchor high. We may list the property for ten or fifteen grand more than we think it'll sell for. You just know that it has to. You're going to have. To you're going to have these problems, right? So you want to you want to try to meet in the middle. Um, but again, you need to anchor low or anchor high, depending on what side you're on. So that, therefore, the middle is where you want to be, not way below it or way above it. All right. So yes, very, very, very important. That was a great case study, Mike, on uh, that deal. We originally looked at that deal three years ago, sent somebody out, took pictures, negotiated it, and now we're following up again after three years try to get this lady to agree to our offer. And if we were on top, you know what? I'm going to make a note here to... If what we do, guys, we make notes and we create tasks. That's it. Other than that, we're analyzing properties, we're looking at them, we're making offers. 90% of what we do is respond to the marketing that we send out and make notes on it. Because oftentimes they're not motivated today. But in four months or eight months or 14 months, they are. And if we're there to be the solution to their problem when they need it, then it's a good deal for both of us. That's what's called a win-win, okay? As a wholesaler, your entire job, okay, you may not like what I'm about to say, but this is the truth. Your entire job is to solve someone else's problem. That's it, okay? We're in the marketing business. You know that at this point. Real estate is our product, but our job, okay, is to solve a problem. 
Would you agree with that, Mike? Hundred percent. Yeah, that's that's absolutely what it is. The problem properties, that's when you get in and you're able to make some money as a wholesaler. Make good money. Yeah. Because there's a problem that you have a solution to. Right. It's so a win win. So this property, again, let's talk about this one. We're using it as an example. It the problem is it's not updated. It's old. It needs work. It's vacant. So they have a property now that they can't do anything with. They can't list it and sell it for a hundred thousand. Like, yeah, maybe that's what they want. Maybe that's what it's worth when it's fixed up. It probably is. That's probably why our offer was about fifty. Because it needs repairs. So what I wanted to say is that, or what I was just doing was adding a follow up on this property. I was gonna say, Dave, if we get this under contract, we should use this as an example. We'll talk about it again. So I would I'll just put it in I love your note. That's put great. a note in there to say if we close yeah, it. Yeah, so if we close it, we're gonna come back and we're gonna do a case study on it because this is a three year old deal. And we do three year old deals all the time, guys. This is not abnormal, okay? I think the average time it takes us to do a deal is probably four to six months on average. Now, that is the mean. The median is a totally different number. That's probably eight or 10 months. And the reason the mean is way less than the median is because we do get the one day, the one day deals. Yep. And that draws the, the it average. brings the average down, okay? But the, the median, if you don't know, look, look up the difference between the two, is probably seven months, eight months. Yeah, they take a while. They take a while. Absolutely. Even when we, again, we're cash buyers, so we can close fast, and we, uh, I mean, we mean that. We're legit. We can legit close very quickly. They still, when we get to title, we have to bring our, our closing, um, our contracts up to a title company. It still takes a couple weeks. Even the best title companies, it's still going to take them a week or so to get your paperwork prepared to do a closing. So there is no overnight selling of real estate. It's an illiquid asset. So again, that's part of the reason why we have such an advantage in this industry is because we're able to close much faster than a traditional buyer who has to go get a mortgage. So I don't know, I'm digressing. No, that's, that's Dave, perfect. Let's, uh, let's go ahead it. and wrap up today's calls. Uh, if we've got any questions on there, it doesn't look like it. Uh, let's go ahead and wrap up. What do you think? You Absolutely. Yeah. So just I'm going to just do a uh, one minute recap, guys, right, and then we're wrapping it up. So get a CRM if you don't have one. Get away from sticky notes. Get away from paper. Even if you're just doing a couple little deals a month. Start now running your CRM. Podio is a great tool. They cap it at either a hundred or a thousand leads for free, and then there's a paid program. There's a paid one that we are part of. You can find any CRM. It does not matter which one. I'm not promoting Podio. However, I do like it a lot. You use what you want to use. It doesn't matter. Tasks will keep you from forgetting about these people. You have to follow up. We just talked about this. You go from 10% on the fourth follow-up to 80% of the sales between your fifth and twelfth. So you can't stop. You want to be successful, you got to follow up a lot, okay? And then last but not least, tasks and comments. We talked about tasks. Comments. Why would you not want to be in the loop on these calls that you're making? Or if somebody calls you, this happens all the time. Another perfect example. I may not talk to somebody for four months. And they call me back. All of a sudden, they're motivated and they're looking for my services. They call me back because I've already spoke to them several times. Okay, but guess what? Whenever that phone comes in, I say, "Oh, hey, Jim, do you mind holding on for 30 seconds while I grab my laptop?" And they don't ever care. They're never in that much of a hurry if they're motivated. I pull up my Podio CRM. I type in Jim's name, his number, his email, anything. The address. It searches everything. All CRMs do. And I'm going to pull it up and I'm going to say, "Boom." 
last time I talked to Jim was two months ago. He spoke about his daughter who was getting ready to have surgery. And I'll look and I'll just browse my notes. And then immediately my rapport is back at level 10 and not level 1 or 2 or 3. Because I can say, Jim, thanks for letting me grab my computer. I have all my notes in front of me. How was the surgery with your daughter? Oh, Dave, it, was, it actually turned out really good. Jim, I'm so happy to hear that. Do you see how that changes everything that I know what we talked about last? And if you don't have a computer or a CRM to do that, you will never be able to do that with 2,000 leads. It won't happen. No, if you're working one or two, maybe. But maybe, you know, well, you've right. You've got hundreds of, of leads to follow CRMs, up. follow up. Use the task. Make a lot of notes. That's all there is to it, guys. You will increase your sales statistics and closing ratios from 2, 3, 4, 10%, up to 80% if you don't give up. And that's really what it comes down to. You can't give up. you got to just be persistent. Yeah, we all love the and low keep hanging. Going. We all love the low hanging fruit. And, you'll, and here's the thing about the low hanging fruit: the more business you do, the more marketing you send, the more low hanging fruit you're going to get. It's inevitable. It's a numbers create game. Create your own luck, baby. Create your own luck. But if you don't do marketing, any of it or not enough of it, the odds of you getting that low hanging fruit are that much less. So again, it all comes back to marketing. And one thing I mentioned earlier, which I'm going to reiterate again now is make offers on every single property. We, we made an offer last week. A guy was asking a hundred grand and we offered him $15,000. You think he was happy with that offer? Hell no. But once he realizes over a year or two that no one else is going to pay him more than 20 or 25 grand, that he's just crazy thinking he's going to get a hundred grand, that 15K offer is going to start looking better and better and better. So we didn't just make it verbally. We sent him an email with it in writing as well. So hopefully that'll circle back. It may take a year or two, but that's just the way. That's the so nature of though. the game. Yeah, Absolutely, we're fine with that. So that's it, guys. That's all we got today. All right, thanks. For Check out our time. book if you uh, if you're interested. Reach out to us if you have any questions. We are here to help. We've helped a couple people over the last few weeks with some little stuff here and there, but we're really ready to help you guys get that first deal done if you haven't already. So reach out. We're here to help. We're signing off. Until next time, we will see you then. Welcome back to Season 2 of the Discount Property Investor Podcast. Our mission is to share with you what we have learned from our experience and the experience of others to help you make more money investing like a pro. We want to teach you how to create wealth by investing in real estate the Discount Property Investor way. Make sure you never miss an episode and download the Discount Property Investor app in Google Play or iTunes today. To jumpstart your real estate investing career, visit FreeWholesaleCourse.com, the most complete free course on wholesaling real estate ever. Thanks for tuning in.